It's that time again. Time for your more than jibba jabber podcast. Let's go! With your hosts, JJ. What's up, man? Christine. Go, girl. JD and Shama. Hi, fellas. Spreading knowledge to help overcome the fears of our time. Yeah, these guys really know what they're talking about, so listen, y'all. It's time to start the podcast. Imagine the seatbelts, folks. You're listening to More Than Jibber Jabber on the Jibber Jabber Podcast. We're up, we're running. Technical issues on my end <laughs> out the wazoo. I don't know what's going on. I had it working and now it's not. So, son of a mother. Anyway, welcome back, brother. Yeah, episode 101. Why, Let's go. Martin hey, Luther King Day. Let's do it. Civil rights. Me and JD had talked about, I talked to Alan a little bit yesterday about discussing it. And Alan's like, well, what does MLK Day have to do with law? And my, my thoughts on it is as well, they, you know, they begged and went begging to the government for these specialized rights, right? Civil rights. And all they are is privileges because the government bestows them. They can revoke them. They're not really rights. They're just privileges at the end of the day. So that's how I see it pertaining to law. Anybody yeah, else? Yeah, why don't we get to the root of the issue, right? They did the same thing when the, when the U.S. citizenship was created, didn't they? They used the minority group to kind of bring everybody under that umbrella or lead people to that focus. Yep. Yeah, that's what the 13 or the... The 13th Amendment, uh, no, it's the 14th Amendment that establishes the, uh, yeah. the U.S. citizen. And for the longest time, I mean, it was just to grant grant certain protections, supposedly, to a, a segregated part of the population. I mean, it didn't even do that because it, it anybody that accepted U.S. status and uh, status U.S. citizenship status at that point, that it's a degradation of rights. I mean, that's one of the things the informer pointed out really well, in my opinion. And Sean has 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 pointed it out in some of the videos he's done in the past, where he's riding around in his truck, talking about it. Anybody else? Covering up the word "civil" in Webster's. Sis, Alan, Sean. Related. Civil adjective relating to the community or policy of government of the citizens and subjects of a state. Relating to the community or to the policy and government of the citizens and subjects of a state. Well, there you go. It says it right there in the title, don't it? That's, civil rights. That's number one. Yeah, it's it's only, I mean, it's not even a right. It, it's. Anything that can be taken away by another man isn't a right. I mean, if it comes from my neighbor, I mean, it's a gift. It's not a right. It's it's a privilege. My neighbor says, "Oh, okay. Well, you can come use my lawnmower to mow, to mow your grass," until he says, "I can't use his lawnmower anymore." Is, is that a right or is it a privilege? It's a privilege. Well, it's a privilege. It's similar to like if you invite people over to your home and then 
you know, maybe an older friend is allowed to, you know, leave, leave their shoes on and, and the new, and the new people are, you know, they have to take their shoes off. Like a certain privilege within the, you know, within the structure of, of the, um, the setting. I mean, okay, cool. But it's an adjective, right? So civil is an adjective. So it's color. It's a color. It's a colorization of, of what follows it. Right. Yep. So Sean and Alan were, or Sean was really talking before we started. Now he's quiet as a church mouse now that the recording's going. What's up with that? You came on and you said MLK Day, civil rights. Alan, JD, <laughs> and Alan and I were talking about this today. Go. So I muted because <laughs> you and Alan and JJ and or sis and everybody else had something to talk about. And I thought it was kind of pleasant. I was just going to sit back and listen. Oh, okay. So that's what's up. Okay. For conspiracy theorists. <laughs> I was just wondering. I wasn't making any theories about anything. It's a conspiracy theorist. It sure sounded accusatory. Okay. It, well, it was I'm, dripping with molasses and laziness so and apathy. I'm However, sorry it was you took not it the that case. way. Sorry, it was simply being respectful. I'm sorry you took it that way. Maybe I, maybe you should change your tone there, goat man. No. <laughs> I mean, any other thoughts on it? Because I, I mean, simplistically, I don't know what else to say about it other than, you know, you had all these people marching for all this stuff, and all they were doing was begging government to 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 treat them different whenever. They just had to not worry about it. Go do your own thing. Go set up well, your own what's crazy, community. What's crazy is that people had to have the government tell them how to treat other people. And then that's the only time that they finally listened. Yeah. <laughs> like, guys, you know why you, you're, you just you focus so much on on what what the daddy says like that. I mean, I wasn't there in the, in the 60s. So, I mean, I'm sure it was intense for a lot of people and what they believed in at the time. But, I mean, did not MLK, did not he start to discuss the deeper meanings of what he was going for later? And maybe he wasn't liked because of that. And maybe he's, you know, he's pushing it a little too much. Once he had a following, he started to deepen the deepen the, the discussion, and um, maybe they didn't like the other side didn't like it so much. Yeah, I, I you guys know anything about that? No, I, I I don't really. I mean, I've looked into it to some extent to know that you know, you know his whole "I I have a dream" thing was not intended to be what it turned out to be. There's some evidence out there to suggest that he had uh, connections with the White House at that point in time, and he had handlers. How much of that it's true, mm -hmm. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't there. Uh, right. I, I just know that it, it seems to me. Okay. Yeah, I get that was a rough point in time. I get that that there were certain attitudes toward certain people but that's been true through all throughout history yeah but at the end of the day isn't it up to them to change their situation 
you know, I get that it would have been hard, but if they really didn't like what was going on, then they could have figured out something different. I, I'm sure that, you know, a lot, a lot of people could have went to say Mexico or what have you to where the attitude was different. Maybe some people did. I don't know. But I'm just saying there's, if I don't like how I'm being treated, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to change either the environment that I'm in where that treatment that I don't like is happening or something. I'm going to figure something out. I, I know that. You know, one thing. Oh, sorry. I thought you were done. No, it's okay. I, I just, I, I was just going to add that I know that, you know, I'm not trying to take away anything from how people were treated back then just because of the color of their skin or whatever. But is, isn't it went from, okay, well, we're treating people a certain way because of the color of skin to now, okay, well, we're going to treat people the same way and try to push them into a segregated situation, so to speak, because they refuse to believe what the status quo is. I mean, isn't that basically what we have going on now? It's just a different type of bigotry. Okay, now I'm done. Over. I was just going to say, I think it's interesting that the man led his sect of people, as they view him, into civil rights. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interestingly, he was a preacher that did that. And his protege, Jesse Jackson, seems to be more transparent. I don't know. I mean, just think that. I mean, don't you think it's kind of interesting that you would lead your people to, I mean, let's just face it, white people weren't exactly really good black people back then. And uh, why would you lead them under that servitude? Seems counterintuitive to me. That's all. I mean, you just look at the, the fruits of it, whether it was his ignorance or his uh, volunteerism. Sure didn't do a lot of justice for his people. I mean, I'm not saying he was a bad guy or any of that. I don't know. I'm just saying the end result was he led his people into slavery I by quoting, by, by claiming the civil rights. Just like when people claim civil rights and they're white, it doesn't matter anymore what color you are, if that's what you were trying to say. That, that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah, I'm just saying the guy, you know, even if his motives were, were good, the end result was he just helped screw all of his people. Not because of maybe his character, but because of the actions. Because now they're subject to a bunch of people. And let's just face it, there aren't a lot of people that represent black people in government. Unless you count the guy that thought an island was going to capsize because there was too many people on one side. Well, and, and two, I you mean, know, the, the, only, the only reason why it, it, I see politicians like coming in to supposedly speak up for you know, the black minority is to gaslight people. I mean, I, I saw this thing did just before we started the show and it's so, it's so fake, so staged and Sean, I'm sure if you see it and your experience as a cop, yeah, you'd recognize it right away too, but they're hitting this guy with a taser and he supposedly he's died because of it and it, it's 
it's a black reporter that's presenting this story. There's black off police officers involved. And, you know, the guy literally says in the footage, they're trying to George Floyd me. You know, and there and he's he's talking with minimum labored breathing while they have the taser on him and you can hear it clicking. But there's no reaction. There's no involuntary reaction from him being hit by that taser. There's no... It, I'm sorry, I've been hit yeah. by a taser. When you get hit yeah. by it, your muscles draw up. And you can't you can't control it. And there was yeah, none it seemed of like that. The, yeah, the, it seemed like the opening was a, a, bit, a bit fabricated, too. The way he was like, oh, oh. And he was kind of act he was acting it seemed to me like he was acting the the opening where he where the cop was saying you know lay down and come over here and stop what you're doing and and he was he was just kind of fake surprised and looking at the camera and <laughs> kind of half smiling like i'm like wait a minute is this is this like a a scene in a movie did they did they film this Did that you know did that guy just come from craft services like having a snack and like they just started filming again or something it didn't seem real to me yeah it, 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 even whenever they put the guy that supposedly died his picture up it looks like what do you call him a, a a photo shoot picture from you know to as part of his actor portfolio resume thing right where they have all these different sh shots of them in different situations and it 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 that's what it reminded me of and this guy's supposed to be a teacher but he's waiting tables yeah just happens to be put out today right the day before MLK. right yeah keep that keep that attention up i mean it just seems like the whole footage. thing's out there to just to gaslight people yeah, it's baiting people right in. Yeah, man, do you really think that's working anymore? I mean, I'm sure you go into certain sects, you know. For the most part, I don't think anybody's falling for that. If you go and look at yeah. the comments on YouTube to where that video's at, it appears that way. And I'm sure that probably 80 to 90% of those comments are put Bot. there, you know. <laughs> by whatever they're, they're they're paid for comments or whatever yeah it, it's i don't know some people fall for it and i don't get it well they went to calling him from sir to calling him by his name huh i don't know if anybody picked that up before they found out who, before they found out who he was that's the way it looks that's mm. the way it appears the the guy never identified that's interesting. I didn't catch his that. name what what they call him they kept calling him sir and then they called him by his name and then it went back to sir right well did they have his idea did they run a warrant check on him you don't see that in the footage you might not see it somebody might have went back and typed it into their cruiser computer yeah right it keeps people engaged it keeps people in you know in the um you know in the polarization what's the uh the hegelian Hegelian polarization that keep people, you know, engaged in engaged in government, engaged in the argument. 
engaged in the fight, engaged in the, in the, in the, you know, quote unquote, separation between the colors of skin between, you know, us and them, us and them being whatever, whatever category you want to put us and them into. There's lots of us and thems. Yeah. I know, I know a few police officers that have the us versus them mentality and it's the police officers versus everybody else in in their mind and in the way they present it everybody else is beneath them I'm not saying they're all like that i'm saying i'm just giving an example of the different us versus them mentalities that's out there or variations of that same mentality if i may yeah i know you put a butt after that but that was pretty harsh and pretty presumptive of how cops think. I'm saying specifically the ones that I know that I've dealt with that have that mentality. I'm not saying that all cops think that way. I'm saying I've seen that. I've witnessed it firsthand from a handful. Yeah, of I've guys witnessed. That I've work witnessed as people. Cops. I was putting my life on. I, I witnessed people. I was putting my life on the line for. I didn't even know treat me like shit. Us and them works both ways, buddy. No, I I agree with you. People are pretty people are pretty derogatory to about cops. Like, I'm not defending them, dude. There's a bunch of them out there should not be there, and most of them don't know true law. They don't. So I'm not defending that. But to judge their character or why, like, there's a lot of them that don't do it for the right reasons. You're right. But there's also a lot of them that started that way and have been a bit jaded. Like, it, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of emotions and experience that goes into understanding what those guys deal with. I mean, you got to remember most, almost everything they deal with is negative death, accidents, crimes, vehicle issues, Domestic child violence. rape, porn. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, everybody wants you and then everybody hates you. Yeah. Like if you're in deep, deep shit, you're going to want to see me standing there. That's a true statement. I don't think anybody in this call, if their life was online, wouldn't be glad to look up and see me standing there in uniform. So there's that, too. You know, remember, there is a certain amount of goodness in people as well. And they're wrestling, too. Maybe not as hard. And unfortunately, the jaded part, man, can you imagine how you would sound to you 20 years ago? Oh, yeah. I'd be ready to fight me. Well, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I'm not, again, man, I'm just telling you, you're saying that, but I was a cop, dude, and here I am. And again, I'm not saying that that's all cops across the board. I'm well, saying, I didn't say you specifically, were saying that, but you that way. <laughs> I'm saying specifically, I have experienced this from a handful of guys that are active duty police officers and they admittedly their words say they see it as a us versus them separation and they think that they're superior to everybody else that's that's what i've been told directly by these guys that i'm referring to i'm not saying it's that way for every cop and I'm not saying that those guys represent police in general. I'm saying I just know that it's there. Well, let me ask you a question. Yep. Okay. 
this is, I mean, we're just having this talk. I think it's a good talk. I'm not necessarily arguing at, at you. But you know how, like, when you try to help people and you do that shit for about a week and you start to lose your mind? Yeah. And you try so hard to tell them something so simple, like behavior, how to act at court or some whatever issue it is that you we think we have the answer on. It's after you do that for a bit and they don't listen, don't you get frustrated? Absolutely. And then when you start to try to help the next person and you see them responding in the exact same way, like you can recognize somebody who wants to be uh, a national or somebody who follows Anna Von Rice, like you recognize the patterns. So what happens is a lot of times they recognize where you're going. I could tell by the way people acted when I asked them for their driver's license, if they had one or not. Even when they told me they did, I could tell within three, four, five seconds if they had a, a driver's license or not. Just by a couple things, that it was almost universal that people would do. So I was already moving in another direction before they even figured out that I knew what was up. So sometimes that comes across as above you, but really what it is is they're just kind of ahead, not necessarily above you. And some of them, it does make them think they're smarter than they are, but really it's just experience. <laughs> but uh, just I'm just saying it's this is something that people need to hear on this call too because they're dealing with the public. It's just Alan and I just had a big – we did a – I'll let Alan tell you. Alan, would you mind telling them what we did this Saturday? We sat and just talked about everything in general. Really, we tried to relate our different experiences of what we have personally experienced and tried to relate it to a teachable way in law. Is that what you're referring to? No. I mean, yes, but specifically what we were talking about, law enforcement, military, and just experiences and how you can't really understand what people are like until... I mean, you can, like, you can never understand what it's like to be a cop, and I can't understand what it's like to be an infantryman. Yeah, it's apples and oranges. They both have their, you know, their conflicts, obviously, and they've been through their own experiences. But if I'm wearing this particular uniform, I could not step into that uniform until I've been there. I can judge it all day long, but not necessarily that one's harder than the other. It's just that particular person, based on that particular uniform and that environment, experience that particular mind division or mind brick wall whatever you want to call it and did you learn from your lesson or not but you really when you get set in those situations where it's let's just say life or death you really tend to look at a lot of the other things that aren't quite as complicated a whole lot more simply and you really 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 don't want to lean towards that oh crap i can die here again moment that's why listen this is why whatever happened happened between JC and I, and it's a shame because he had some points that were good, in my opinion, and I think I had some points that were good. Alan has some points that are good. JJ, JD, da 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 da. On down, sis. Everybody down the line. Grace has some points. This constant thing that goes on. Carl Lentz, even. You know, if could you imagine if all those people just worked together? got into a room and got donations from people to have people who are who really dedicate themselves to this shit all the time to sit in a room and just think of things to educate people on and literature and 
pamphlets and emails and things like that, like getting a communal thing to come together and act in that way to get people better informed. That would be a way to make a real difference, I think. I agree with that. We've actually talked about And then when you get that stuff started. out there. Yeah, I mean, it's when an... When you get that stuff out there, then the cops will hear that, people will hear that, you hope, and they'll start catching on, you know? It would be an extension, a hyper a hyper um, version of what we're doing now. Could be. Yeah. So do people... Do people... Um, here on the call have any experience like mentioning to their friends or family the idea of civil rights and asking them if 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 they recognize if there's a difference between those kinds of rights and unalienable rights or why is it civil and what does civil mean sometimes i ask those questions and you know it doesn't really conjure much from somebody, of course, you know, if you just ask them out of the blue or if they don't know why you're asking, you know, that's a little odd. But people that people that know me and hang around me, I usually bring up these topics in uh, as a common type of thing to discuss anyway. So I was like, oh, yeah, OK, you're asking one of those kinds of questions. I don't know or whatever. And then we'll get into it. But I mean, at some point, people got to start asking questions. Right. I mean, isn't that how it works? You start wondering. I mean, I did. I was like, well, wait a minute. What's the difference between a right and a civil right? We've got these special days where people are off of work. We aren't asking questions. We aren't learning anything, are we? Because I'm sure that it, yeah. maybe something that I say isn't clear enough. Because I tend, I tend to, my tongue tends to stumble across my teeth at times. Well, I know that, you know, the 60s was... There was a lot going on then. They had the Vietnam War. People were charged, man. People were, char you know, motivated. The energy, you know, the uh, the other side knew that, uh, um, you know, this, the subjects were getting ornery, wanting to do something, wanting to change, wanting to see something happen. There's potential. There's potential for for a power vacuum for things that you know to, to to switch around in people's minds and whatnot so so it, it's a it's, it's a dicey game uh that that happens because people can people can wake up so you really gotta you know have some situations that people latch on to like marches and protests petitions you know to 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 keep people led you know the right way or the 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 way that that you know whoever's doing the leading needs them to go did you watch that three and a half hour video i haven't seen it yet no me and sis did yeah Should watch that what's it called again everything's a rich man's trick i was watching yeah i was watching this uh thing today it's uh company uh something that build america like projects and build america and they were bu building um what was that i think the suez canal or the erie canal or whatever it was but the way he had the soldiers working on one side of the lake and he had civilians working on the other and he was trying to get a deadline met and they weren't working fast enough so instead of lecturing them what he did is he goes over to the soldier side and he says look the civilians 
they just think you're weak and there's no way you're going to beat them. They, they told me they're going to whip your guys. They're just going to beat you to the, to the point, to the rendezvous, wherever they were supposed to meet. And then he goes over to the civilians. He said, the soldiers think you guys are all weak, man. There ain't no way you're going to do it. Uh, there's no way you can beat the military. So they're like, yeah. And so what did they do? They killed each other trying to get it done for the guy who's going to make a fortune. So they came in under budget, which means they all made less money so they could save the company money. You see? Mm. That's what they do to everybody. Black, white, rich, poor, Christian, you know. Well, you're going to have religious things. There's no way around that. But that that's way outside that boundary, but so it's an um, emotional hook. They 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 hook them emotionally to say, "Oh no, we gotta have an enemy," them. and they sure as hell don't want it to be them. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine if fifty percent right. of the world knew the real gig? Henry Ford said that if people understood where their money came from, there'd be a revolution by tomorrow morning. He said that's that's a paraphrase, maybe butchered a bit, but that's basically what he said. Right. If they knew how, if they understood how the monetary system worked, there'd be a revolution by tomorrow morning. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. He's the same guy that helped Hitler and gave him motors throughout World War II with the blessings of America. Isn't that funny? Yep. The same same Prescott motors Bush. that was used to kill American soldiers. Yep. Prescott Bush. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was in on it. You wait till you see a documentary. Yeah. Okay. It goes all the way back before World War One. I'll post the link in the chat here. If anybody's interested, I'll uh, put it in there. It basically shows you who the power players were from the 18th, from the beginning of the Industrial Revolution up until the murdering of Kennedy and what people took over at that moment were the Bushes, Nixon. You had all these people in their politics, and then the country goes into a civil Civil strife with the civil rights, pro- you know, thing and MK Ultra. The CIA started using television as propaganda. The Vietnam War was used to scare people. And it, I mean, it, I mean, it's it's amazing when you piece it all together to to now, all the way up to the National Defense Authorization Act and everything they're doing now. If you could get people to see that, they may question because really, ultimately, here's what it boils down to. If you can can cannot decide how to use your property without causing harm to people, then you're not free. Exactly. And I just want to point out real quick that the documentary that we're talking about here, everything is a rich man's trick. The link to that is posted on the Telegram channel. So you guys can find that there. Yeah, the thumbnail's got a picture of JFK. Yeah. Everything is a rich man's trick. I put it in the chat, too. I mean, the cool thing I thought was a lot of that stuff I already knew. Some of it I did not, but I was pretty pleased with the fact that I had researched and it kind of made sense. I've seen some of that guy's stuff before. Like, I didn't know there was that many shooters. Like, when you see, hear the names. Part of it, I'd like to know how he came to that, but I know he's, he's done a lot of research on it, man. Uh, and I definitely don't agree with the very ending. I don't agree with that necessarily. I think the truth has been manipulated to control men, but there's always only been one God in my opinion. I tell you, I, whenever I watched it, I was kind of dumbfounded because 
I'll I'll say just on the low side, about seventy five about seventy percent of what is covered in that, I I already knew through my own research. There there's a little bit in there that I didn't know, but for me, I had most of that stuff compartmentalized in my own head. I didn't realize the dots, the way they connected and as far back as it went. I mean, you know, the, the fact that Auschwitz was, you know, used as a capitalist hub and, and basically these concentration camps were just basically slave labor to push through industrial projects that these men that were backing all this wanted done for cheap things like that i didn't I, I didn't connect the dots on well think about it man uh my understanding is hitler got most of the ideas from eugenics here in the states they used to force sterilize women here in the in this country did you know that yep well you know ed there's there's something else that that in watching that documentary kind of made me ask myself you know what what's the what's the difference between you know the the nazi slogan we're the master race and we're god's chosen people what where, where's the difference Dude, that's where that you need thinking? to go into the robert Seffer stuff you know yeah, but still, there's the same claim, though. And when you get right down to it, it's still, well, we're better than whatever. You know. I well, mean, that's my point. That's what I'm trying to say. If you go into the Robert Sepper stuff and the red, red-haired, blue-eyed caucus, Caucasian that came out of the Caucasus Mountains, which now even modern anthropologists are abandoning the out of Africa thing because it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't make any sense when you consider everybody came from two people and then seven, right? When they're seven or nine or something like that with Noah. It's, you know, Noah's sons weren't all one race or one, uh, uh, it wasn't just white, black or any of that. He had several different kinds. And when the Bible describes it, and I can't remember it right now, but it describes what some of the things that they will like. And then you get the sounds of the different sounds of music from different areas. It's pretty interesting. Their ears were attuned to certain types of music and stuff. It kind of makes sense about where people, different tribes settle. Anyway, Sefers, you know, and he's not a Christian, but he seems like a pretty honest fellow. He just kind of follows the chips. But he's got a lot of great arguments for that. I know he attunes it to Atlantis, but. He's not. I don't think he's wrong about the other. Like you saw, Genghis Khan was actually had red hair. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's he, interesting. He doesn't just. From what I've seen too, he doesn't just go to the Atlantis concept either. I mean, he he he's got one that I watched about the uh, the whole inner world. You know the the world that's disposed. Oh yeah, well, Admiral Bird. I mean, all that's. That. Well, he's going off of Admiral Byrd and that. Yeah. But, you know, it's like an interesting thing. Have you ever noticed Muslims that dye their beards red? No, I've never seen that. Yeah, especially if you go into Afghanistan. They have a, a, a tradition of dyeing their beards bright red. 
And the reason they did that is because Muhammad was, uh, had red hair. He wasn't Arab like people think. He had red hair. It's just some interesting stuff, man. Especially when it gets into the religious aspects and like who started is, uh, Islam. If you look at a lot of the traditions are the same as Catholicism. Believe it or not, the rosary beads, the way the women dress. Catholics started Muslims to have a hammer to use against the Protestants and to give the church an enemy, much like the United States needs China. Yeah. Uh, well, that was one of yeah. the things about saw... uh, the guys with um, uh, the Resistance United uh, Worldwide thing. They uh, they used to have a guy, uh, Lloyd, um, I can't remember his full name now, but he... he He's like extensively researched the whole Muslim thing, and he's not even sure where, who like really pushed it out there. Even through his his research, he hasn't been able to like pinpoint one source. But it's um, it, it's it's really interesting because he he tends to agree with that same thought that it it they are there just to like be a just to give it an enemy for whatever. I mean, it doesn't, it's, that's what he's, you know, his point is anyway. Can't remember Lloyd's last name. He's been drawing a blank on it. Anyway. Alan, you got anything to say tonight? JD. 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 Well, we started a couple of minutes late. Yeah, we're about you want to sing us an outro well. or something, Sean? You just want no, to sing. Alan gonna, Alan hey, Alan? Something. Alan's gonna sing. Yeah, no, he was gonna talk. He may sing. <laughs> yeah. Funky oh, yeah. old Medina. I got nothing to say tonight. Okay, so let's Civilian. open up for for questions. Civilian, here. one who's skilled. Civilians. <laughs> Civilian, one who's skilled in the Roman law. Let the peasants speak. Uh, we were playing that. Uh, <laughs> we were playing that uh, Monty Python skit. It's just it a flash loan. That one, JJ, the the one where they the, um they're talking about the the castle up on the hill and it's like it lives there. The yeah, king. we don't have a king. Or autonomous collective. <laughs> That's a great scene. Yeah, I love that. The whole movie was awesome. Sis don't like it. Sis, sis thinks that it's like stupid. She, <laughs> she's I tried to get her to watch that with me. Like I don't, because I love that movie, and she's women like, women don't understand. They don't understand, dude. You might as well forget it. My wife hates it too. <laughs> All right, we have I women on hilarious. this call. Is that true? Is like. Is it just a woman thing that y'all don't understand the Monty Python? I only no. liked it when no. I was. Go ahead, Mindy. I said I only liked it and laughed when I was high, and the bloody flesh <laughs> was the one that made me laugh. <laughs> but other than that, I kind of didn't get it. I mean, Gary laughs at it. He's sitting here. He laughs at it all the time. I, I'm kind of always like, "What? Why is this funny?" <laughs> Because it's so stupid. That's why it's just asinine. Did you guys ever see Life of Brian where it's like a parallel to the Jesus story, Monty yes. Python? Yeah. That's yeah. 
bad. It's so stupid. It's funny though. Like <laughs> one of the funniest, one of the funniest Monty Python scenes is when they go to the first homosexual, uh, first heterosexual marriage, and he shows that caveman walk up and bash that chick in the head, drag her off by her hair. <laughs> yeah. And then it and then it says the first homosexual marriage. And it shows this guy walking up to another guy and bash him in the head and drag him off. And I was drunk the first time I saw that. And I was staying over at my buddy's house and I started blood curdling, laughing. Man, tears were rolling down. We got busted for drinking and everything over. It, it was great. <laughs> I laughed my. That was freaking hilarious to me. I don't know why. <laughs> was over at Mike Banco's house, man. His dad's like, what the hell are you guys doing in here? Nothing. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> Welcome to the suck. Civilian, one who is skilled in the Roman law. <laughs> we'll have none of that. That's why I laughed. I'm thinking civil rights and you call them civilians. I mean, it says right there in Webster's. Definition number one. In a more extended sense, one who is versed in law and government. Number three, a student of the civil law at the university. Well, it's like this, dude. You know how you'll have all these churches going around saying that the United States was founded predominantly by Judea Christian by people who are Christians. Mm -hmm. And it's like, then why is every uh, why is every other god on the earth represented there except? Yeshua. <laughs> right. You know exactly. what I mean? Like Temple of Jupiter. <laughs> I mean, well, everywhere. I mean, even through Catholicism, man, so obviously they worship the sun. I mean, it, 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 you know, I'm sorry if you are. I'm not trying to be offensive, but it's just reality, man. That's why they carry the sun around on a staff. And they have that big snake temple. I mean, it's just... They don't, nobody hides it. The swastika was just an ancient sun symbol. That's all it was. And it, and it, the Aryan was the idea of the Caucasians and yada, yada, the, your blood. And that gets into all that esoteric stuff, man. Start getting back into the Atlantean bloodlines and, and all of that. I just think here's what it boils down to me is why get, why do we care about any of that? I don't give a shit. If somebody walked out of Africa or Brooklyn, I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. There's a certain way to act, and there's a certain way to be. And everybody's got to figure that out without trampling everybody else. But you cannot get there until people understand they can say, I don't consent to that. And if you can't say that without worrying about getting your head cut off, then you're on the, you're living a delusion if you think you're free. Well, you know what Ed, that that Seinfeld bit that you shared on uh, Facebook, I, I posted to the 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 podcast Facebook page, and I think that's a great example of I don't consent. Yeah, I'll, I'll support these people. I don't want to wear your ribbon. Well, you got to wear the ribbon. Why? Because we said so. Well, that's why I don't want to do it. <laughs> I just thought that was a really great example of what we talk about here. You know, it's, it, and then the, what happens at the end of the clip? I mean, he gets swarmed by people that are, well, you don't think the way we do. You're not going to wear a ribbon. 
Well, you got to wear a ribbon. But he still studies green. Well, I mean, you'll find you'll find people in positions of power often get offended by freedom. Oh yeah, freedom threatens their power. It's that they they have to be over you because they're scared not to be. To me, that's a sign of weakness, not strength. We were talking, Alan. You there? I know you don't want to talk, but come on, man. Come here. Remember, we were talking about the alpha thing. And then you said, well, but I don't want to be a leader or we're not a leader or somebody did. And we were talking about the, uh, the alpha beta, the ABC personalities. And then what was the other one you mentioned in Rome? There was a in between that Sigma Sigma, but it was just like, just like an alpha isn't trying to rule everybody. He just doesn't want anybody to rule him or her. Like you're you're just gonna stand where you stand. That makes you alpha. It doesn't mean you're trying to take. It's a, usually the weaker people try to take over a pack. Not that an alpha can't influence, or you know, be a leader from time to time. But you're not trying to rule. There's a difference between a ruler and a leader. I couldn't imagine wanting to rule ever. That just seems like such an annoying position to be in, and dangerous. I agree with that. But straight up, until people. Until people are able to uh, come together with these like ideas and start putting them into practice in a way that in, can reach people and look professional and look uh, comprehensive. There's just so many. You know, that's why they allow the Vannevon Rices to keep going and the National Liberty Alliances and things of that nature. The reason that they do that is because it makes us look insane. I'm only going to roll my window down three inches. Why would you do that? Unless it was raining. Or really, really cold. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I get it. Like if a cop told me to get out of my car and it's pouring rain, I wouldn't get the hell out of my car. I'd hold my wind. I'd hold my hands up so he could see him, but I'm not getting out of the car. You stopped me, buddy. I'm not getting wet. Whatever was so important, you wanted it, you earn it. It's not a lawful order until you prove jurisdiction. And just because you pulled me over doesn't mean you have jurisdiction. Which had occurred to me today, too, about arguing silly things like the bar. Like, you know what, man? How can the court has to prove jurisdiction then? You mean walking past the bar or not? Yeah, I don't necessarily think that means anything. Because they still wrestle really hard with getting jurisdiction, and even after they get it, they double check and triple check, quadruple check to make sure. So they you're talking right. So you're talking about the people that do pass the bar, and they still the the court still at that point after the person has passed the bar, physically walk past the, the little bar. They're still they're still in the process of trying to gain jurisdiction multiple times. Well, what I'm saying is I've seen instances where it seems like it matters, and then I've seen some where it doesn't. But at the end, mm -hmm. I have seen um, they always have to ask certain questions about your consent and knowing, you know, basically, are you aware you're da 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 you understand what's happening? Yeah, in other words, they want to be right very, very clear. Right. Have you been coerced? Have you, are you, uh, I'm trying to find a word about letting your rights go. Um, I'm tired. Waved your rights. 
waived your rights. Good grief. I had surrender in my head. I couldn't get it out of my head. Waive your rights. Like they're very, very, very particular about asking that at the end. And, and if you look at them and say, hell no, I don't understand this. And hell yes, you guys coerce me. There's guys all around me with guns. You're threatening me with jail every time I open my mouth to say anything. Contempt, contempt, contempt. Yeah, I'm scared out of my fucking mind. You're trying to destroy my whole life. So no, I don't consent to any of this. I don't understand it. And yeah, I'm feeling horse. Well, what do you think? Of course I am. Not even a victim. I mean, if you're that deep into it, what do you got to lose? Make them aware. Find out their intent. Like if they're going to... Atlas Shrugged, the guy... I don't know how many of you have seen that. Atlas Shrugged, you should watch that. Listen, there's reasons we talk about movies on here, man. Some of these movies are good. They're good lessons. They're good teachers. But they try to take his gov- his company from him. And they're trying to make it look like he's... Oh, he's being resistant. Da, da, da. And he's, he says, look, man. It's my company. I built it. You didn't do it. He said, look, I, obviously I can't stop you. If you guys want to just come in with guns and take it, you can. But you have to steal it. I'm not giving it to you. Speaking of uh, movies, we're, we're actually going to be working on compiling a list of movies that are like have good lawful stuff in it and posting that on the website soon. So I'm glad you reminded me about that, Sean. Thank you. I, I want to open it up for questions to anybody that's on the call. It's got questions. About, oh, I thought you already did. Yeah, I know, but it's, it, we kind of started talking again and, Listen, so when we're talking, guys, we're just trying to fill the space, waiting on you guys to, like, chime in, so. Chime away. Yeah, anybody. I know we ain't all got this figured out. Larissa was saying something about the crossing the bar there. She's been threatened with jail or. Larissa, I actually actually had a prosecutor put her Mm -hmm. hand up and prevent me from crossing the bar. What? Hey, Alan, where you Alan was sitting four feet away. Yeah, I was, I was blown away. Listen, listen, you have no what? idea. When I turn this every time, listen, so far, I'm not saying, listen, Samson had to die. A lot of people have died. Moses died. A lot of people. So I'm not saying God's going to pull me out every time. But what I am saying is every time I really try to do the right thing and honor that, Somehow he goes in and just moves the chess pieces out of my way. Alan's been there right. to see a couple of them. And what were we? Were we in that courtroom two minutes, Alan? No. <laughs> Did you have that, something filed, Sean? Did you have a notice filed? No, no, it filed nothing. Right. I was so in a weird you? position. I was just gonna. I went there with. Here's what I went to court with. I had. The, the paperwork, I had blank pieces of paper, and I had a case number. I hadn't written anything. Right. Well, because I was basically, and I felt like I wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. And now I know why. I mean, that's a long story, but. Yeah. What I'm saying is that she kept me from crossing that bar. And I'm not saying you can't give jurisdiction by crossing that bar. I am saying you can gain it back. I don't, okay. you know, let, let's, let's just face it. What if I, what if I didn't know anything about the bar? 
I don't give a shit right. about the. I don't care. Not for me. Right. For them, I'm sure it's very important. And okay, you know, I get that. You guys got a club, and that's what you do. And I respect right. that. You know, I have a band. I do my thing. You know, we have a certain protocol. Like, learn your stuff. Do your parts right. Practice your vocals. Learn the lyrics. You know, we have a ritual too, and that's fine. But they can't come tell us what to sing. And I'm not gonna. You know, they're not going to tell me that just because I walk across some line that they recognize on the earth somehow surrenders all my God-given rights. I don't. Right. So it's, it's not for me, is it? So, I don't know. Funny funny thing, the bar, I guess, is kind of what I was saying. I just wanted yeah. to point that out to you because I thought it would be interesting. It is interesting. I It's both times. Like four years ago, the first time I just kind of was winging it or whatever, the judge no, he tried. He just they 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 really they uh, there's some kind of significance to it because that's really what got him fired up. That's you know what I mean. Like I said, he threatened me with contempt or whatever after after the public defender ran out the courtroom and killed the power to everything, um, which was just bizarre. I've never seen anything like that. But uh, this time around, the judge was a little more you know he was he was older and he was a little more chill. And when I got up to the little podium thing, he's like. I really, I don't hear well, da, 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 da. and I'm like, all right, well, you know, it may just be to get you up there to the microphone so everything can be recorded on the court reporter, but it's just funny to me that they, they get so stuck on that. Well, it's, uh, remember, that's a system of control. Yeah. I mean, ultimately for them as well, it's the way they exert control, so they have to honor those procedures and dot every I so that they can feel cleansed. Right. As it were, because, you know, never mind that they try to scare the shit out of you to get you to go, you know, surrender. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's like if I didn't show up, of course, I'm here under duress. If I didn't show up, you would come drag me here. Right. So here I am. If there's a problem, but they get a phone and you say that out loud. Yeah, they get so offended if you say that out there. Like when they well, were booking me into jail, I was like, I put under duress next to my signature on the first couple things that they were making me sign, and the cop got so mad. I mean, he was like, I'm going to put so, you in ISO in a turtle suit. Like, dude, so, calm down. <laughs> dude, I don't give a shit what you do. I'm under duress. Right. I don't care. Yeah, if you I mean, I was like, well, I don't care not- if you think I'm under duress. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, buddy, you got a, a gun or a taser or both, and, and, and you're putting me in a cage. So, like, how is that not dress? Well, here's the thing. If he was the one having that done, I guarantee you'd feel the same way. Right. Yeah. Cognitive dissonance at its finest. Yeah, and to get back uh, to that, that's where you can get the – then that's from ignorance. They think you're just being difficult. Right. And that's also where being ignorant hurts you because I necessarily I wouldn't necessarily, I would say those things at court. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I, it would take a lot for me to get to that point. Yeah. You know, when it came time for me to say something, I'd say, Oh yes, I want to say something, put it on the record. I want to make you aware so that everybody knows your intent. See, when, you, right. when you're making him aware or her, as it were. Mm-hmm. Now they're aware, aren't they? Aware means to be aware. Like, hey, right. I didn't see that truck a second ago getting ready to hit me, but now I'm aware here it is. So now I have to do something. 
So it's my intention to just trample your rights and just shit all over everything everybody believes they have, or am I going to honor it? Right. Right. That's and then that's on the record. So yeah. I take witnesses. Yeah. Yeah. And if that happens enough, maybe people will care. I don't know. Right. Like I was, I was gonna ask you guys, um, because I've seen JJ comment on a couple of his posts, but um his name's Andy or Andrew. Uh and uh he and his other buddy, who's also named Andrew, uh run the great the grateful disobedient pod, well they call it a meme cast i guess but i guess like a pod, podcast and i've had a few phone conversations with andy um over the years and he related an experience to me where he was in a similar situation to mine i think they had i think they had more evidence on him like mine was kind of a incident to oh them somebody else over but his was like they actually had like video surveillance footage of him making sales um and stuff so like they they kind of you know they they definitely spent a little more time hemming him up than they did me but um he said that when he went to arraignment he basically just when they called the name he stood up <clears throat> and said hey whoa that sounds like sounds like what i'm called sometimes but that's not me um he said something about not speaking legalese and he said something about not i'm here under duress without any form of consent and i have a duty to inquire as to the nature and cause of these proceedings and he said he had to repeat himself probably three or four times but that he got it dropped at arraignment um something the, he said the prosecutor said something about a bar oath after about the fourth time he had to go through that little spiel and um they ended up dropping it at arraignment what was the last thing he said? He had a duty to what? Inquire as to the nature and cause of these proceedings. And it's interesting because it sounds it sounds really similar to another more or less four sentence, uh, for lack of a better word, script that I have read um, about a woman. I think it was in the UK, but and the wording was a little bit different. It was there. There were the terms bond and indemnify and. I don't accept your offer. We're in there somewhere, but it was the same general idea. You know, you're asserting on record that, you know, Hey, Whoa, that sounds like, sounds like who that sounds like my name, but that's not actually me, the consent part. And then, you know, who's, who's going to indemnify me if I'm damn or whatever. And, uh, apparently the judge in that case, cause the guy right behind her did the same thing she did. And they both, got their stuff dismissed and the judge like di dismissed court for that day and had everybody come back the next morning because he didn't want everybody following suit. So that one, I can't really say how valid it is or, if, you know, if it's true or not, but I mean, I trust Andy's word, but that's out in the Pacific Northwest. Also that ain't here in the Southeast. Well, yeah, I've, I've heard. So, well, I've I mean, heard honestly, it'd be harder. That would be harder to do out there. I think than here. You think? Oh hell yes! In Seattle, Washington. Yes, and California is horrible. That whole area. Huh. At least everybody, everybody I that I've been involved with, from Alaska yeah. to Washington, Colorado, yeah. California. I think we talked to somebody in. I want to say Arizona or something as far as dealing with people out in those states. And we had a lot of people from California. They didn't give a shit about your rights. Right. They could care less 
You might as well talk yeah, I mean, to Brock. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel here. Really, like, I mean, I, I think I told y'all, like, as as me and the the homeless chick that they were actually after were being like loaded into the back of the cop car, I said something to her about they're only doing this because you called and asked about filing charges on one of them, and the 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 one that was the arresting officer the, the for her back in August that I guess he thought that she was talking about him when she called and asked about filing charges. Um, he looked up from his paperwork and was like, Oh, y'all figured it out. You know I mean? So he admitted like in front of her, me and, and about six other cops. That that's the, that's exactly why they were there was just to railroad her. They don't it's try to hide it here. Thing. It's a tricky thing. Well, I mean, honestly, I guarantee you those cops don't do not realize they're not, they, I guarantee it. I'm not saying they're not crooked and they definitely would realize that if they are. So I'm not suggesting that I'm saying as far as mm -hmm. the understanding of what your rights mean to you and what they should mean to them. And do they understand them? I would say, hell no, they don't know. No, they I think the whole this. culture of PCSO and LPD is, is such that um, they, from what I've seen, they, they discourage anybody from acknowledging that any that any civilian has rights well let me just a uh, perspective and i'm not so the, the chick that they were after had drugs right i don't mean weed i mean math or something no she so okay she was out on bond for an empty pipe that they they said they found on her um back in august and when she called because they searched her without a female president stuck hands down pants or whatever she said which I've, I've heard about i've heard about that from from those two before um from other people and so when she called to ask about filing charges she didn't say who she wanted to file charges on but she gave them her name so whoever was doing dispatch that day ran her name and looked up whoever had arrested her last and i guess and um i have some history with the other one you know, I, I the same day she called, he had that warrant filed and or the application filed and 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 was granted. And um, you know, he he did wait seven days to execute the warrant, but you know, it, there was no probable cause listed on it. There was no descriptions of anything listed on it. There was no. It was just a blank check with her name and my address. Sorry, that was my heater. <laughs> oh, were you electrocuting somebody or something? No, my heater gets too hot, and it <laughs> sounds like someone's going. Ee, ee, ee. <laughs> Sorry. Jeez, gives me a heart attack about every time it does that shit. <laughs> well, but yeah. So I mean, they were they were railroading her, and I was just kind of. The irony of it though is that the the other cop, the the buddy, the partner, he knows who I am. Um, he's he's kind of he's shaking me down before um he hasn't really in the last few years been messing with me at all he's been actually pretty cordial when i've seen him but if he had been in on this whole deal like my name would have been on that warrant because he knows i live at that address you know so well yeah we'll have to catch up more on your case at another time because it's pretty late isn't it yeah it's nine thirty. yeah so i'm old Say past we, my Betty time. <laughs> well, we appreciate everybody coming out tonight. Uh, you guys can hang out for the after call. It's one of the benefits of being on the live call on Sundays. This is 
all of us here at More Than Jibber Jabber just doing the best we can to change the hearts and minds of those seeking truth. We'll see you guys next week. Hey, John. Yeah, hold on. JJ. You've been listening to More Than Jibber Jabber. We work extremely hard to bring you content that spreads the message of truth. If you feel the podcast has been a blessing to you in some way and you wish to contribute towards our efforts, donations are gratefully received. You can donate via PayPal to Reverend Wolf at protonmail.com. Have a great week and we'll see you next Sunday. Join the family that believes in freedom. Resistance United Family. Join now at t.me forward slash Resistance United Family Worldwide.